Old Granny Fox Chapter 1 Reddy Fox Brings Granny News Snow covered the green meadows and the green forest, and ice bound the smiling pool and the laughing brook. Reddy and Granny Fox were hungry most of the time. It was not easy to find enough to eat these days, and so they spent nearly every minute they were awake and hunting. Sometimes they hunted together, but usually one went one way and the other went another way, so as to have a greater chance of finding something. If either found enough for two, the one finding it took the food back to their home if it could be carried. If not, the other was told where to find it. For several days they had very little indeed to eat, and they were so hungry that they were willing to take almost any chance to get a good meal. For two nights they had visited Farmer Brown's hen house, hoping that they would be able to find a way inside. But the biddies had been securely locked up, and try as they would, they could not find a way in. It is of no use, said Granny, as they started back home after the second try, to hope to get one of those hens at night. If we are going to get any at all, we will have to do it in broad daylight. It can be done, for I have done it before, but I don't like the idea. We are likely to be seen, and that means that Bowser the Hound will be set to hunting after us. Pooh, exclaimed Reddy. What of it? It's easy enough to fool him. You think so, do you, snapped Granny. I never yet saw a young fox who didn't think he knew all there is to know, and you are just like the rest. When you've lived as long as I have, you will have learned not to be quite so sure of your own opinions. I grant you that when there is no snow on the ground... Any fox with a reasonable amount of fox sense in his head can fool Bowser, but with snow everywhere, it is a very different matter. If Bowser once takes it into his head to follow your trail these days, you will have to be smarter than I think you are to fool him. The only way you will be able to get away from him will be by going into a hole in the ground, and when you do that, you will have given away a secret that will mean we will never have any peace at all. We will never know when Farmer Brown's boy will take it into his head to smoke us out. I have seen it done. No, sir, we are not going to try for one of those hens in the daytime unless we are starving. I'm starving now, whined Reddy. No such thing, Granny snapped. I've been without food longer than this many a time. Have you ever been over to the big river? No, replied Reddy. What's the use? It's frozen over. There isn't anything over there. Perhaps not, replied Granny, but I learned a long time ago that it is a poor plan to overlook any chance. There is a place in the big river which never freezes because the water runs too swiftly to freeze, and I have found more than one mule washed ashore over there. You go there now while I see what I can find in the green forest. If neither of us finds anything, it will be time enough to think about Farmer Brown's hens tomorrow. Much against his will, Reddy obeyed. It isn't the least bit of use, he grumbled as he trotted towards the big river. There won't be anything there. It's just a waste of my time. Late that afternoon, he came hurrying back, and Granny knew by the way that he cocked his ears and carried his tail that he had news of some kind. Well, what is it, she demanded. I found a dead fish that washed ashore, replied Reddy. It wasn't big enough for two, though, so I ate it. Anything else, asked Granny. No, replied Reddy slowly. That is, nothing that will do us any good. Quacker the wild duck was swimming about in the open water, but though I watched and watched, he never once came ashore. Ha, exclaimed Granny. 
That is good news. I think we shall go duck hunting. End of chapter 1 Chapter 2 Granny and Reddy Fox Go Hunting Jolly, round, bright Mr. Sun had just got well started on his daily climb up in the blue-blue sky that morning when he spied two figures trotting across the snow-covered green meadows, one behind the other. They were trotting along quite as if they had made up their minds just where they were going. They had. You see, they were Granny and Reddy Fox, and they were bound for the big river at the place where the water ran too swiftly to freeze. The day before, Reddy had discovered Quacker the wild duck swimming about there, and now they were on their way to try to catch him. Granny led the way, and Reddy meekly followed after her. To tell the truth, Reddy hadn't the least idea they would have a chance to catch Quacker, because Quacker kept out in the water where he was as safe from them as if they were a thousand miles away. The only reason that Reddy had willingly started with Granny was the hope that he might find a dead fish washed up on the shore as he had the day before. Granny certainly is growing foolish in her old age, thought Reddy, as he trotted along beside her. I told her that Quacker never once came ashore all the time I watched it yesterday. I don't believe he ever comes ashore, and if she knows anything at all, she ought to know that she can't catch him out there in the water. Granny used to be smart enough when she was young, I guess, but she certainly is losing her mind now. It is a pity, a great pity. I can just imagine how Quacker will laugh at her. I have to laugh myself. He did laugh, but you may be sure he took great pains that Granny should not see him laughing. Whenever she looked around, he was as sober as could be. In fact, he appeared to be quite as eager as if he felt sure they would catch Quacker. Now, old Granny Fox is very wise in the ways of the great world, and if Reddy could have known what was going on in her mind as she led the way to the big river, he might not have felt quite so sure of his own smartness. Granny was doing some quiet laughing herself. He thinks I'm old and foolish, and don't know what I'm about, the young scamp, thought she. He thinks he has learned all there is to learn. It isn't the least use in the world to try to tell him anything. When young folks feel the way he does, it's a waste of time to talk to him. He has got to be shown. There is nothing like experience to take the conceit out of these youngsters. Now conceit is the feeling that you know more than anyone else. Perhaps you do. Then again, perhaps you don't. So sometimes, it is best not to be too sure of your own opinion. Reddy was sure. He trotted along behind old Granny Fox and planned smart things to say to her, when she found out there wasn't a chance to catch Quacker the duck. I am afraid, very much afraid, that Reddy was planning to be saucy. People who think themselves smart are quite apt to be saucy. Presently, they came to the bank of the big river. Old Granny Fox told Reddy to sit still while she crept up behind some bushes where she could peek out over the big river. He grinned as he watched her. He was still grinning when she tiptoed back. He expected to see her face long with disappointment, but instead she looked very much pleased. Quacker is there, said she, and I think he will make us a very good dinner. Creep up behind those bushes and see for yourself, then come back here and tell me what you think we'd better do to get him. So Reddy stole up behind the bushes, and this time it was Granny who grinned as she watched. As he crept along, Reddy wondered if it could be that for once, Quacker had come ashore. Granny seemed so sure that they would catch him that this must be the case. But when he peeped through the bushes, 
there was Quacker, way out in the middle of the open water, just where he had been the day before. End of chapter 2 Chapter 3 Reddy is sure Granny has lost her senses. Just as I thought, muttered Reddy Fox, as he peeped through the bushes on the bank of the big river and saw Quacker swimming about in the water where it ran too swiftly to freeze. We've got just as much a chance of catching him as I have of jumping over the moon. That's what I'm going to tell Granny. He crept back carefully so as not to be seen by Quacker, and when he had reached the place where Granny was waiting for him, his face wore a very impudent look. Well, said Granny Fox, what should we do to catch him? Learn to swim like a fish and fly like a bird, replied Reddy in such a saucy tone that Granny had to work hard to keep from boxing his ears. You mean that you think he can't be caught, said she quietly? I don't think anything about it. I know he can't, snapped Reddy. Not by us, anyway, he added. I suppose you wouldn't even try, retorted Granny. I'm old enough to know that when I'm wasting my time, replied Reddy with a toss of his head. In other words, you think I'm a silly old fox who has lost her senses, said Granny sharply. No, I didn't say that, protested Reddy, looking very uncomfortable. But you do think it, declared Granny. Now look here, Mr. Smarty. You do just as I tell you. You creep back there where you can watch Quacker and all that happens, and mind that you keep out of his sight. Now go. Reddy went. There was nothing else to do. He didn't dare disobey. Granny watched until Reddy had reached his hiding place. Then what do you think she did? Why, she walked right out on the little beach just below Reddy, and in plain sight of Quacker. Yes, sir, that is what she did. Then began such a queer performance that it is no wonder Reddy was sure Granny had lost her senses. She rolled over and over. She chased her tail around and round until it made Reddy dizzy to watch her. She jumped up in the air. She raced back and forth. She played with a bit of a stick. And all the time she didn't pay the least attention to Quacker the Duck. Reddy stared and stared. Whatever had come over Granny. She was crazy. Yes, sir. That must be the matter. It must be that she had gone without food so long she had gone crazy. Poor Granny. She was in her second childhood. Reddy could remember how he had done such things when he was very young, just by way of showing how fine he felt. But for a grown-up fox to do such things was undignified, to say the least. You know Reddy thinks a great deal of dignity. It was worse than undignified. It was positively disgraceful. He did hope that none of his neighbors would happen along and see Granny cutting up so. He never would hear the end of it if they did. Over and over rolled Granny, and around and around she chased her tail. The snow flew up in a cloud, and all the time she made no sound. Reddy was just trying to decide whether to go off and leave her until she had regained her common sense, or to go out and try to stop her, when he happened to look out in the open water where Quacker was. Quacker was sitting up as straight as he could. In fact, he had his wings raised up to help him sit up on his tail, the better to see what old Granny Fox was doing. As I live, muttered Reddy, I believe that fellow is nearer than he was. Reddy crouched lower than ever, and instead of watching Granny, now he watched Quacker the Duck. End of chapter 3 Chapter 4 
Quacker the duck grows curious. The most curious thing in the world is curiosity, Old Granny Fox. Old Granny Fox never said a truer thing than that. It is curious, very curious, how sometimes curiosity will get the best of even the wisest and the most sensible of people. Even Granny Fox herself has been known to be led into trouble by it. We expect it of Peter Rabbit, but Peter isn't a bit more curious than some others of whom we do not expect it. Now, Quacker the Wild Duck is the last one in the world who would expect to be led into trouble by curiosity. Quacker had spent the summer in the far north with Honker the Goose. In fact, he had been born there. He had started for the faraway Southland at the same time that Honker had, but when he reached the big river, he had found plenty to eat and had decided to stay until he had to move on. The big river had frozen over everywhere except in this one place where the water was too swift to freeze, and there Quacker had remained. You see, he was a good diver, and on the bottom of the river he found plenty to eat. No one could get at him out there unless they were Roughleg the Hawk, and if Roughleg did happen along, all he had to do was to dive and to come up far away to laugh and make fun of Roughleg. The water couldn't get through his oily feathers, and so he didn't mind how cold it was. Now in his home in the far north, there were so many dangers that Quacker had early learned to be always on the watch and to take care of the best care of himself. On his way down to the big river, he had been hunted by men with terrible guns, and he had learned all about them. In fact, he felt quite able to keep out of harm's way, he rather prided himself that there was no one smart enough to catch him. I suspect he thought he knew all there was to know. In this respect, he was a good deal like Reddy Fox himself. That was because he was young. It is the way with young ducks and foxes and with some other youngsters I know. When Quacker first saw Granny Fox on the little beach, he flirted his absurd little tail and smiled as he thought how she must wish she could catch him. But so far as he could see, Granny didn't once even look at him. She doesn't know I'm out here at all, thought Quacker. Then suddenly he sat up very straight and looked with all his might. What under the sun was the matter with that fox? She was acting as if she had suddenly lost her senses. Over and over she rolled. Around and around she spun. She turned somersaults. She lay on her back and kicked her heels in the air. Never in his life had he known anyone to act like that. There must be something the matter with her. Quacker began to get excited. He couldn't keep his eyes off old Granny Fox. He began to swim nearer. He wanted to see better. He quite forgot that she was a fox. She moved so fast that she was just a queer red spot on the beach. Whatever she was doing was very curious and very exciting. He swam nearer and nearer. The excitement was catching. He began to swim in circles himself. All the time he drew nearer and nearer to the shore. He didn't have the least bit of fear. He was just curious. He wanted to see better. All the time Granny was cutting up her antics, she was watching Quacker, though he didn't suspect it at all. As he swam nearer and nearer to the shore, Granny rolled and tumbled further and further back. At last, Quacker was close to the shore. If he kept on, he would be right on the land in a few minutes. And all the time he stared and stared. No thought of danger even entered his head. You see, there was no room because it was so filled with curiosity. In a minute more, I will have him, thought Granny, and whirled faster than ever, and just then something happened. End of chapter 4 Chapter 5 Reddy Fox is Afraid to Go Home Yes, sir, a chicken track is good to see, 
but it often puts nothing but water in my mouth. Old Granny Fox. Reddy Fox thought of that saying many times as he hunted through the green forest that night, afraid to go home. You see, he had almost dined on Quacker the Duck over at the big river that day, and then hadn't, and it was all his own fault. That was why he was afraid to go home. From his hiding place on the bank, he had watched Quacker swim in and in until he was almost on the shore where old Granny Fox was whirling and rolling and tumbling about as if she had entirely lost her senses. Indeed, Reddy had been quite sure that she had when she began. It wasn't until he saw that curiosity was drawing Quacker right in that a minute or two Granny would be able to catch him that he understood that Granny was anything but crazy and really was just teaching him a new trick as well as trying to catch dinner. When he realized this, he should have been ashamed of himself for doubting the smartness of Granny and for thinking that he knew all there was to know. But he was too much excited for any such thoughts. Nearer and nearer to the shore came Quacker, his eyes fixed on the red whirling form of Granny. Reddy's own eyes gleamed with excitement. Would Quacker keep up right to the shore? Nearer and nearer and nearer he came. Reddy squirmed uneasily. He couldn't see as well as he wanted. The bushes behind which he was lying were in his way. He wanted to see Granny make that jump, which would mean dinner for both of them. Forgetting what Granny had charged him, Reddy eagerly raised his head to look over the edge of the bank. Now it just happened that at that very minute, Quacker chanced to look his way. His quick eyes caught the movement of Reddy's head, and in an instant all his curiosity had vanished. That sharp face peering at him over the edge of the bank could mean but one thing, danger. It was all a trick. He saw through it now. Like a flash, he turned. There was the whistle of stiff wings beating the air and the patter of feet striking the water as he got underway. Then he flew out to the safety of the open water. Granny sprang, but she was much too late and succeeded in doing no more than wet her feet. Of course, Granny didn't know what had frightened Quacker. Not at first, anyway. But she did have her suspicions. She turned and looked up at the place where Reddy had been hiding. She couldn't see him. Then she bounded up the bank. There was no Reddy there. But far away, across the snow-covered green meadows, was a red spot growing smaller and smaller. Reddy was running away. Then she knew. At first, Granny was very angry. At first, Granny was very angry. You know it is a dreadful thing to be hungry and have a good dinner disappear just as it is almost within reach. I will teach that young scamp a lesson he won't soon forget when I get home, she muttered as she watched him. Then she went back to the edge of the big river and there she found a dead fish which had been washed ashore. It was a very good fish and when she had eaten it, Granny felt better. Anyway, thought she, I have taught him a new trick and one he isn't likely to forget. He knows now that Granny still knows a few tricks that he doesn't, and next time, he won't feel so sure he knows it all. I guess it was worthwhile even if I didn't catch Quacker. My, but he would have tasted good. Granny smacked her lips and started for home. But Reddy, with a guilty conscience, was afraid to go home, and so miserable and hungry, he hunted through the green forest all the night long and wished and wished and wished that he had heeded what old Granny Fox had told him. End of chapter 5